Good morning folks. Thank you so much for tuning in. You're listening to The Legal Gospel with me, Joe Sebastian and Riya Kumar. The news we have from the Supreme Court today are The Supreme Court in a judgment delivered on Monday upheld the rights of the erstwhile royal family of Travancore as the shebeet of Sri Padmanabha Swami Temple at Tiruvannandapuram. Allowing the appeal filed by the members of the Travancore family, the top court reversed the finding of the High Court of Kerala that the rights of family ceased to exist with the da- death of the last ruler of the Travancore in 1991. The death of the last ruler will not result in the estate of the rights in favour of the government. The bench comprising Justices Uday Umesh Lalit and Indu Malhotra also directed that the powers of the ruler of Travancore under the Travancore Cochin Hindu Religious Institutions Act with respect to temple administration be delegated to the administrative committee constituted by the court. Further, the death will not affect the rights of the shebeetship of the family over the deity and they will survive as per custom rule the court. Expressing regard for the principle of separation of powers, the Supreme Court on Monday refused to entertain a plea seeking to stop the Amarnath Yatra this year, citing the risk of COVID-19. A bench comprising Justices D.Y. Chandrachud, Indu Malhotra and K.M. Joseph said that the local administration was better equipped to take a decision on this matter. Accordingly, the bench left the matter to be decided by the local administration in accordance with the statutory guidelines. The Supreme Court on Monday adjourned by a week the plea challenging the blacklisting of foreign nationals by the Ministry of Home Affairs for their alleged involvement in the Tablighi Jamaat activities at Delhi's Nizamuddin Markaz in March. A bench comprising Justices A.M. Khanvilkar and Sanjeev Khanna adjourned the plea by a week at the request of the Solicitor General. Good morning, Riya. Now over to you. Thank you for the lovely start. So to take over from that, the Supreme Court has observed that the people suffering from disabilities are also socially backward and are thus entitled to the same benefits as given to the scheduled caste, scheduled tribe candidates. While considering an appeal against a Punjab and Haryana High Court order, the bench headed by Justice Roydon Fali Dhanavad said that it is following the principle laid out in the Delhi High Court's judgment in Anmol Bhandari to his father, National Guardian versus Delhi Technological University. Council for Institute of Chartered Accountants of India informed the Supreme Court that the exams have been postponed to November due to COVID-19. The decision has been taken in the interest of the students. The Delhi High Court on Monday issued notice in a plea moved by Anna YSR Congress Party seeking deregistration of Andhra Pradesh Chief Minister Jagan Mohan Reddy's political party called YSR Congress for the alleged unlawful appropriation of the name YSR. The single bench of Justice Jainath has issued notices to the Election Commission of India and to the YSR Congress Party. National University Delhi has told the Delhi High Court that it has restored the vertical reservation for OBC and EWS categories in its BA, LLB and LLM programs by making a correction in its revised admission notification. The said restoration of vertical reservation has been done in pursuance of the court's last order, wherein the court had clarified that its order dated June 29th was only restricted to domicile reservation and had nothing to do with vertical reservations. 
the Delhi High Court has issued notice in a plea challenging the validity of the UGC, conferment of autonomous status upon colleges and measures for maintenance of standards in autonomous colleges regulations 2018 for being ultra-virus of the University Grants Commission Act 1956. The Delhi High Court on Monday directed the central government to file its reply to all the petitions concerning Jamia violence within two days. The division bench of Justice, Chief Justice D.N. Patel and Justice Pratik Jalan further directed the centre to stick to the said timeline otherwise the court will pass a strict order. A petition has been filed before the Delhi High Court against an order of the Director General of Military Intelligence requiring all personnel in the Indian Army to delete Facebook, Instagram and 87 other social media applications. The petition has been filed by a serving Lieutenant Colonel who is finding it difficult to connect with his family which resides outside India in the absence of access to social media. Varavara Rao the 81-year-old poet and literary critic from Telangana, accused in the Bhima Koregaon case, challenged the order passed by a special court on June 26th, rejecting temporary bail sought on medical grounds before the Bombay High Court. Judge D.E. Kothalikar had for a second time in an order dated June 26th rejected the interim bail pleas filed by Rao and co-accused academic 61-year-old Shoma Sen on medical grounds. The Allahabad High Court has sought the UP government's response in the bail application of a Mumbai resident who was arrested last month on the allegation of threatening to blow up UP CM Yogi Adityanath. The single bench of Justice Alok Mathur on Friday asked the additional Advocate General appearing for the state to seek instructions in the matter by July 15th. The petitioner Kamran Amin Khan is the accused of sending a WhatsApp message to the UP police's helpline number on May 21st threatening to blow up Adityanath. Hearing its own moto cognizance in the recent horrific custodial deaths of father-son duo in the state, the Madras High Court has appealed to the members of print, visual and social media not to misinterpret the proceedings or observations made during the course of the hearing. Justice M. Satyanarayan and P. Ramjanindekam further urged that the media trial should not be conducted as it may affect both the prosecution as well as the accused. Karnataka High Court has held it is perfectly lawful for the courts to record the compromise on the basis of the compromise petitions duly signed by the parties and tendered by their respective advocates before the court, even without procuring the personal presence of the parties. Apart from this, it was also held that the conduct of the proceedings of the petitions filed under Section 13b of the Hindu Arrage Act 1955 and Section 28 of the Special Marriage Act 1954 for divorce by by mutual consent can be conducted via video conference. Delhi High Court has refused to grant bail to Ahmadmi Party leader Tahir Hussain in the murder of Intelligence Bureau officer Ankit Sharma, who was killed during the Delhi riots. In his bail plea, Tahir had submitted that there is no evidence by way of video footage or CCTV footage to prove that he was present at the scene of crime at the time of the incident. Further, there is no evidence of abetment or conspiracy to kill Ankit Sharma on this part. Now let's come to the COVID-19 updates. The written examinations of two batches of MBBS students of West Bengal University of Health Sciences will be held from July 14th as the Calcutta High Court refuses a plea by a few students for a stay on the tests in the view of the current pandemic situation. 
The Karnataka High Court on Monday directed the state government and the Bruhat Bengaluru Mahanagara Palike to submit details of procedures to be followed by patients tested positive for COVID-19 to secure immediate medical help. A division bench of Chief Justice Abhay Oka and Justice Alok Arade said that the response of the state and the BBMP is immediately necessary. And now, it's time for the historical event of the day. An Indian Independence Bill was moved in the British Parliament on 4th July 1947, which became an act on 13th July 1947. Two boundary commissions under Sir Cyril Radcliffe were appointed to demarcate the boundaries of Punjab and Bengal. And that's all. Thank you so much for tuning in. Once again, you're listening to The Legal Gospel with Joe Sebastian and Ria Kumar. Have a lovely day ahead, ladies and gentlemen.